0: to see like i've been scammed um you know i did a mining project with the head of the bitcoin foundation but yeah seven thousand seven hundred bitcoins now is worth um over 350 million dollars jesus fucking christ so, bro <laughs> fuck i mean fuck, you can bro. think about these things and like
1: Three, two, one, and we're live. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on another episode of Jesus, your host, George Mora, and your co-host. All right, well, we've been through it. We don't have a co-host no more, but I do got a guest. I got a dope-ass guest on, a guy I've been trying to get on for a while now, sitting right next to me. We got Giacomo how's it going (laughs) what's up bro what's up man um yeah he's a financial bitcoin expert that i've been talking about i've been praising about for like a while now right
0: hopefully uh hopefully not
1: too much (laughs) hopefully not not too much and then you're also a dj at night so that's like dope as hell too right yeah yeah you're really you're really getting out there now so i guess you know today we're really gonna i guess we're gonna um I guess we could teach people more about like Bitcoin and like what you do and like I guess why people should look into it or like do more research on it. And I'll just be asking you some questions like a dumbass, which I pretty much am a fucking dumbass when it comes to this Bitcoin shit.
0: We're all uh dumbasses relative to someone, you know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Someone I mean, more. yo, you're you're the fucking I mean, would you call yourself an expert? Uh I mean I've been in the space for a long time. Like I started How long is um, long my first Bitcoin conference I went in 2013 mm-hmm. when Bitcoin was like a hundred dollars um, and my first uh, my friend like who introduced me to Bitcoin essentially posted on my wall on Facebook he was like look into this I even have it saved I can pull it up at some point uh, he's like look into this like it's I feel like this is a good investment and it was I looked up the price the day he sent me the article it was three dollars and forty cents for one Bitcoin like so hold Bitcoin
1: and then when was that, 2017? No, 20... That was in
0: 2012, 2013.
1: 2012, 2013? Yeah. Like one of your friends. And what What was he exactly? What Was he like also an investor or just a guy who just kind of stumbled onto something or heard, about, heard a rumor? So
0: he's, he was a good friend of mine in high school. Super smart, like very lazy, but incredibly intelligent. Um, you know, would basically put like a half hour of effort into his homework every night and get like straight A's. Um, and this was like a very competitive high school so i always knew he was gonna do something like very intelligent one day investing in bitcoin yeah and like (laughs) freshman year in college he sends me this message and he's like hey what you been up to let's talk i've been getting involved in uh, bitcoin you know i was like oh this is this is cool like this looks interesting there was a a wired article i remember that was one of the first like well-written publications that kind of explained, okay, this is this technology, it's an open source software, it's been released anonymously or pseudonymously so yeah. We still don't know who. Because nobody, it.
1: nobody knows anything like who made Bitcoin. Like right, that's like a, the biggest mystery in the in
0: the Bitcoin space, which yeah. is just. You
1: know, but they they have a name for him. Uh, Satoshi, Satori,
0: Satoshi Nakamoto.
1: Satoshi Nakamoto. Um, that's about is, butcher's name called Yoshi. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's uh it's a Japanese pseudonym that this guy or group of programmers chose um, as the moniker for the creator of Bitcoin and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's a couple of reasons why it's interesting that they chose a jet. Why Japanese is it important
1: name. that nobody knows about him? Like, why? Because why is he anonymous? It
0: make it like the whole spirit of Bitcoin is it's decentralized, open source.
1: What's, the, what's decentralized mean for like just people who
0: are just, sure? Like, it means that, that it's not a company or one person who controls the software. Uh, it's yeah. like distributed. So like banks, governments, like they can't really completely regulate it, right? Yeah, they, they can regulate it. They can try to regulate it, but they can't control it. They can't like, control they it. They can't yeah. stop me from sending a Bitcoin transfer if I if I want to do it. They could find out that I did it and then get me in legal trouble for it if it's, you know, for whatever reason, not a legal transaction. Mm-hmm. But they can't stop the actual transfer of money, which is new because a bank can freeze your account if, you know, you have an arrest warrant or something. Yeah. And so financially, you can be totally frozen. On the international level you know vladimir putin for example and you know a lot of high level russian uh but wh- why why
1: is it really like a good thing for it to be decentralized um i for me i i guess i'd see decentralization as like a form of like finance uh, like freedom i guess and uh if you compare it to the dollar but how about like security wise like so yeah i security? would say it's,
0: it's less about freedom and more about security uh it makes it so that it's anti-fragile so it it has no central point of failure like you know a private company might have all their servers in one location although a lot of them are now more cloud-based but uh you know if you blow up a server farm you can destroy all of the data that a company has if they only locate their data in that one server farm Mm -hmm. Um, so bitcoin by design is totally decentralized. There's two aspects, nodes and mining, um, nodes retain a copy of the whole ledger, which is all the transactions that have ever been done. Okay. And that's kind of how the system keeps going and verifying itself. Like every new, um, block that's created is a instance of the verification of all the transactions being like in a specific order. Mm-hmm. Basically,
1: that, it's like very traceable. Yes, right. You can you can um, see every single like um, purchase that's been made with a Bitcoin. This is all like just jotted down within the system, and it creates like a block, right? And that's essentially what blockchain technology is, right? Yeah.
0: A good example of uh, that I've heard it described as is the invention of triple entry accounting. So double entry accounting is you have credits and debits, um, and then the third entry is this public visibility of it so everything that you know it's, it's totally transparent you can mm-hmm. google all the transactions that have been done on the blockchain
1: so if i so, wanted to uh, like look for it um where, where would i go search for it like all so like- there's
0: aggregators there's websites like one of them is blockchain info mm-hmm. um although i've heard that's had some security issues but i mean you can just use it to explore if you have any bitcoin address or um uh, transaction ID, you can just Google the address and it'll show you all the like sent and received values of Bitcoin from that account. And it'll show other addresses, which mm-hmm. are wallets. Now, what it doesn't tell you is who actually owns or controls those wallets. And if you're very clever, you can be totally anonymous because it's it's essentially online cash. So yeah. If you control a wallet key, it's a private key that unlocks this public balance. The public balance can be verified but to actually control the wallet and move the coins you need the private key and that's what you guard like cash because it's that's a private key can control you know a million bitcoins
1: a million bitcoin but like so essentially how so like i use my bitcoin and this is why i'm, I'm i've become more iffy on the whole bitcoin side and the more like should you invest in it because i really do want to drop like bro like like 10k into like bitcoin at like 20,000 but not at these like 50 60s even though i know that people are saying that it can go up to a million it can go up to 100,000 even this year um and and that's in my opinion like very heavily speculated and then for a lot of other people they're just thinking hey like we're going to hold it and it's just going to completely the the fiat currency is going to crash and it's going to replace fiat currency right like the dollar?
0: Yeah, so I don't think it works very well as a currency. Um, you know, you get a fixed fee when the network is congested. And if it, if it gets very congested, sometimes you're paying 5 10 even up to $20 if you want a transaction verified like within the next 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that doesn't work for like a cup of coffee or like, you know, your everyday transactions. I think isn't, most- it, isn't it ins- instantaneously though? It's It can be instantaneous if you don't wait for confirmations. So Mm -hmm. every 10 minutes, which is when a block is generated in the network, um, that's when the next batch of transactions is like stamped and officially sent out. Um, You don't have to wait for that stamp, but if you don't, you know, typically the average is you want to wait for three confirmations, which is on average 30 minutes, Mm -hmm. and then that's like a guaranteed transaction. If you don't wait for that, even that first transaction, a really clever programmer could find a way to reverse it before it gets confirmed.
1: So like what happened to me with Bitcoin literally was somebody hacked into my email account. They tried to hack into my phone. My, my phone got locked down. Then from there, they literally tried to, they hacked into my Coinbase account because I didn't have the two factor authentication. Did you, get SIM you should fucking do it. Oh, uh, that's what they were trying to do. Apparently that's what I figured out they were trying to do. But like T-Mobile had it on control and they like just locked down the entire phone. Yep. completely and I couldn't get into the account. Um, which was hard for me to like lock down the account itself. And since I didn't I'm assuming since I didn't have the the two factor authentication, somebody literally just jumped into the Coinbase account, um, took the Bitcoin, switched it for Ethereum, and then so they, they just sold the Bitcoin, then bought Ethereum with it, and then they switched it to like a Coinbase Pro account. And then from there they transferred the money over to like some mining site. And pretty much like I tried contacting Coinbase and nothing, yeah. bro. Like yeah. they, they can't I guess I, I already knew once that happens, the money is like impossible to recover at, yeah. at that so point. So that's
0: the the strength and like dangerous part about this kind of technology. It's if you don't it, you know, the private key is everything. If you lose it or someone else gains access mm-hmm. to it, then they have well, your cash. So it wasn't really even the private key, it was just the Coinbase
1: account, right? But that's yeah, that's it was the just password. The, uh, you know, that, that third, that's,
0: you know, the third party that deals with it yeah um and yeah so i mean either way you have to be careful with you know passwords and and two factor and three factor and mm-hmm. so it's always a balance between ease of use and security yeah like, that's always well like if you go through like a,
1: a bank account or like things like that like you like you said i think that the regulations help in like freezing from like theft and like um weeble especially like you know pending transactions and all this stuff like there's time to to you know once you figure it out to kind of take action but with crypto like or like bitcoin especially it was just so like fast like instantaneously where it's like really nothing you could do about it once again and it's like you're fucked fucked yeah so like for me that's where like the whole security thing i think that in the future it could definitely be like a little more secured if the third-party apps had like more responsibility on it but what would you say is like a better um like what do you use to trade bitcoin
0: do you use coinbase um so i mainly use gemini for my spot transactions because they're the main i think they're the only um well-regulated one that you can use in new york I've, I've heard about i've heard about gemini gemini is based in new york
1: right yes yeah and it's run by the uh guys who try to create facebook or kind of create they
0: facebook? yeah the guy uh, the winklevoss twins the winklevoss or the, twins right? or winklevi as i like to call them my God. uh they yeah they were the guys who came up with the idea of facebook that mark zuckerberg zucked them out of and uh and then they just you know, the settlement mean, money that they got from the lawsuit with facebook it was a couple hundred million put it into bitcoin and now they're like you know they were the first bitcoin billionaires so you know if it continues on this trajectory the funny story would be if they end up becoming richer than mark zuckerberg through you know which
1: i mean yo listen I, I respect how persistent they are though like that's fucking crazy i mean yeah somebody can steal your billion dollar idea just create another You're one like yeah let's make another billion, make another billion, billion, billion,
0: billion idea. Like, it takes you know it takes balls it
1: play. takes fucking balls to do that man um so yeah man i don't know i feel like i think a lot of people would be definitely more um have a lot more information on bitcoin after this for sure because like you, you yeah. definitely you yeah. definitely obviously yeah. know your
0: shit right I mean, I've I've just been around long enough to see, like, I've been scammed, Um, you know, I did a mining project with the head of the Bitcoin Foundation um, in 2014. Um, Basically, I invested with him through my friend who had actually introduced me to Bitcoin. And we ended up giving him somewhere on the order of 7,700 Bitcoins um that he was going to use for this mining project it made sense for his collateral to be bitcoin because the whole project um would give a certain amount of bitcoins in a certain amount of time Mm -hmm. depending on how the network difficulty was um and it was like guaranteed at least 20 percent return on our bitcoin and we were interested in holding the bitcoin because we thought it would go up so you're just trying to invest your bitcoin a a bitcoin based return yeah at that time like impossible to find like outside of something like this uh, and we thought we could trust this guy because he was the head of the bitcoin foundation at the time um peter Vestinus, absolute scammer uh, i can say that because i wasn't implicated in the lawsuit my partner can't talk about it but um you know i i didn't have my name in it but yeah seven thousand seven hundred bitcoins now is worth um over $350 million. Jesus fucking Christ, so, bro. Fuck. I mean, Fuck, you can bro. think about these things and like.
1: I mean, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, listen, w- oh, damn, bro. Like, the story you were just told, compare to the fucking story I just had, seems like fucking pussy shit, bro. But for me, like I said, I, I took it on the chin. You know, I shared it. It is what it is to me. You know, like, I should have been smarter. There's always, once you make that mistake, just don't make the same mistake again. That is one of those fuck, but like you you're still like successful, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah,
0: I mean, essentially we got paid a one point five x return on our investment, which in any other market is amazing. But in the time Bitcoin went up ten times. you know, it was like a hundred dollars when we first invested with him, and it went up to about a thousand dollars that first kind of or second or third bubble.
1: That's why like it at around twenty seventeen is when there was a lot of people on Instagram like, having these these stories of like people mining like a bunch of different things and then they're like yo listen get your friends and sign up and if they invest money you know obviously you're gonna be making 20 percent return on everything we mine and i heard this and they're like yeah you know you could start with like 150 or 200 or whatever but it has to be like worth this much and then you know we'll give you your money back within a week if you want and if not you could just keep investing more and tell your friends about it and we're like totally legit like To me, it came off scammy, right? And then I guess that kind of gave a lot of people the impression of like a scam. Yeah. And it could be, but it's also legit, right? And that's also legit. That's also So
0: you can have legit mining operations and there's a lot of like cloud funded, like crowdsourced mining operations that are somewhat successful. But the issue is it's very hard to predict the network difficulty. Like what you get from mining is your computing power Out of the whole pie of computing power that's trying to mine for bitcoin Mm -hmm. times the amount of bitcoin that are released um and there's only a certain amount of bitcoin that will ever be in existence and the
1: last bitcoin won't be mined till like thousands of years from now uh
0: yeah it's it's a it's an asymptotic curve that uh every four years roughly um gets cut in half in terms of the amount of bitcoin produced Mm -hmm. so it was 25 for like initially it was 50 then 25 uh, then 12.5 then 6.25 so in four years will it be
1: worth more or
0: less well so everyone knows this right the schedule is Mm pre-programmed there's only 21 million so it's not like there's no new information on the supply side that's like known anything that changes is based on the demand side with a fixed supply although the one thing that does change on the supply side is you have people losing bitcoin so as people use bitcoin you know once in a while someone forgets a password Um, again with with my friend i once sent him 60 bitcoin for uh we were just exchanging like i was selling him some bitcoin he was giving me some cash Mm -hmm. Um, at the time it was maybe a couple grand so i mean still a lot of money but um and he forgot the password to his account. Like he lost out on a couple of grand. Like it was, it sucked. But um, you know, it is what it is. And then now, sixty Bitcoin is worth uh, three hundred thousand dollars. How high do you think this Bitcoin thing could go, though? Like, I guess, uh, all right. Realistically, no, sorry, not Three million uh, dollars. Three
1: million. Three million. $3 million. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. That's yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just literally seen a guy. Literally, um, I think his name is Trevon James. People call him a scammer. I don't know. I, I followed him in twenty seventeen and i don't know if you've heard of him trevon james you, you haven't well he's like a big guy on twitter and and was a big guy on youtube too just like talking about bitcoin and like trading bitcoin and um he literally just recently recovered one of his accounts from like binance or something like that and he had like 1278 bitcoin in there yeah. and i'm just
0: like that's that's a that's a wow, you know bro. your life is set at that point cuz you just, just invest like, that at whatever like <sighs> Wow. Even at a, bro. if you can find a safe 2% return, although that's hard these days. So, like, I guess right now, right, for the people watching, like, what
1: would you, um, like, would you tell them to buy now? Like, I, right, so I have zero Bitcoin right now, right? I'm, 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 I'm off with zero Bitcoin. Yeah. What's the best strategy moving forward if I want to get into the Bitcoin game? Obviously, I think we already know that the best from all these experiences that you've gone through, that I've gone through, it's pretty much hold the fucking Bitcoin and don't sell that bitch.
0: Right. It depends. I mean, so or oh, or oh, yeah. What it's it's hard to value. Like when I was in college, I wrote a, a paper my senior year. It was like my economics uh, thesis, and it was on how to value Bitcoin. Um, and at the time, I did a, a framework that a lot of people use, which is Bitcoin is digital gold. How much is gold worth? You know, all the gold in the world. Uh, Bitcoin could be worth at least a part of that, a portion of that. So at the time the total value of the market cap of gold was about nine trillion dollars. And Bitcoin's market cap was maybe a hundred million dollars at the time. And I was like, let's say, you know, Bitcoin it's digital gold, it's you can't touch it, so it's a little harder to like grasp the concept, but it's much more limited and much more transportable than gold like it's heavy to carry and protect and store gold bitcoin if you you just know your code for your key um you can find creative ways to store 64 you know just a a a string of characters um so let's say bitcoin absorbs you know 10 percent of gold's market cap that's one trillion dollars jesus christ which is where we are today um And that's like, you know, $50,000 Bitcoin roughly. Yeah, I wasn't that in my paper. I was not thinking 10%. I was like Bitcoin might get uh, 1%. So I was like 5,000. I think I said $4,000 at the time. And it was trading around 200 when I wrote the paper. I was like, so 200 to $4,000, like that's a pretty amazing return. So I would invest. Now here we are at $50,000. $50,000. And so, Jesus like based Christ. on that thesis, it's overvalued, right? But and think, you think
1: anything currently right now at at right now it's been dropping. Today it's been dropping. It, it was at what fifty two thousand dollars. Hold up. Yeah, we Bitcoin's went close right now.
0: to we went right about fifty thousand three hundred or so. We didn't drop below fifty. Um, you didn't drop below fifty. Is it going back up? Yeah, we're, and I think. Last I checked, we were almost fifty-two. Let me see. It's at fifty-one thousand. Yeah, so it's almost at
1: fifty-two. That's insane, man.
0: Yeah, but it's again, it's it's a matter of uh, like thinking of the the total value of all the bitcoins. So there's twenty-one million bitcoins, which is not that many units of something like. So if you were a new
1: investor and you had some cash in the bank, what would you do with Bitcoin? Would you wait to buy it,
0: or would you just buy it and hold it? So the easiest uh, answer to that. Uh, not to think about it you dollar cost average so you set a certain time frame let's say three months and whatever you want to invest you divide it into you know let's say 30 days per month uh, into 90 units so you every day for three months you put one 90th of what the total you want to have invested in bitcoin mm-hmm. is uh, what should be the total portfolio allocation for bitcoin that's also hard like you could use the gold you know typically old school modern portfolio theory says maybe two percent and two to five percent in like gold and precious metals mm-hmm. uh, so if you like bitcoin and you want to be aggressive maybe one percent would be a conservative allocation uh, a lot that, of people that's are what i hear a lot
1: of people saying one percent of like we are net worth essentially invest like one percent of your net worth into bitcoin it'll it'll pay off
0: yeah if you if you're you know again of the old school kind of conservative uh
1: you know, which is me i'm, pr- I'm, fucking, I'm pretty fucking
0: conservative and money management and yo i had a thousand dollars in
1: that shit so like
0: <laughs> yeah and then you know but yeah and then you can look at say it's like on average over the past 10 years it's had a 200 percent per year return which compounds and you're like oh i should have invested more you know FOMO. if bitcoin
1: if bitcoin hits a hundred thousand like what's your plans like
0: honestly that's far less surprising than like it having gone you know like my friend first told me about it at three dollars like percentage return wise from three to thirty thousand like that's insane uh like from thirty thousand to a hundred thousand that's just three x uh you know yeah it i I think three to thirty thousand is uh yeah it's it's just that you know these are logarithmic scales so Mm -hmm. Uh, It can be harder to like a network effect, which is more people using the Bitcoin network, it having a fixed supply and thus the value going up Um, as the network expands, it doesn't expand at a linear rate. It's exponential. So with a fixed supply, the price will then increase exponentially as well. And it's just hard to grasp exponential increases because, you know, it's like 10 to 100. 100 to like same to like a hundred to a thousand yeah yeah a hundred thousand yeah it's crazy so it looks big like 50,000 to 100,000 looks huge but it's only a doubling you know mm-hmm. whereas 5,000 to 50,000 is 10x you know so um pretty much you know buy the fucking bitcoin hold the
1: fucking bitcoin but don't
0: yeah like Use gemini like now i i you know it's Again, it's impossible to say where the price is going. Anyone who says they know if it's going up or down is lying. Mm -hmm. Um, There's models that people build that can try to predict it based on certain factors like the future price of Bitcoin, which is kind of what I do. Um, What
1: do you you think is driving Bitcoin right now? Because I feel like what's really driving Bitcoin is just all the attention that it's getting and people are very forgetful people you know this this age has a lot of adhd so once bitcoin isn't the talk of the town you're gonna see it naturally drop in value which i think it's a healthy thing for bitcoin because like you said it is like massively i think overvalued because it, it's not really like people haven't really built the idea of owning it yet they just kind of want to get rich quick so they're just like yo let me just throw my yeah, money that's, in there that's
0: the speculative demand um but there is a, a hardcore base, like supporting like diehard, often libertarian core that will buy no matter what. Like they're like <laughs> every week I make a certain amount of money, they get a paycheck, and they're like a certain amount of that I'm just putting into Bitcoin, Put into Bitcoin. until I die. Um, and that's what so. I was thinking about doing. I was thinking about yo maybe let me just throw like
1: a hundred a week into Bitcoin, then like fifty dollars into Ethereum a week. And then just see where that goes and then just, just do that consistently over time. And I think it'll it'll pay off regardless, not even worry about it.
0: Yeah, and I tend, like, there's two frameworks for looking at the altcoins, as they're called. Um, the altcoin is basically any coin that's not Bitcoin? Yeah, so there's over 2,000 of them. Uh, the biggest one besides Bitcoin is Ethereum. Do you, and, or do you
1: buy anything else besides Bitcoin and Ethereum?
0: So not as, like, a even Ethereum I don't hold. Uh, I just... Um, Trade them? So essentially, what I do is I, I trade the futures, which are a uh, derivative of Bitcoin. Okay. Um, and the future will trade. So let's say the every three months there's a a contract that's worth, you know, one Bitcoin. Um, the June. There's a June how do you, how do you go
1: about finding these contracts?
0: So there's the CME um, and the or CBOE doesn't do it anymore. So CME, uh, Chicago Mercantile Exchange is the most regulated futures exchange and
1: um, you can do that here in new york or
0: you could but the that's designed for institutional investors so it's like you have to be trading hundreds of thousands hundreds of thousands. i don't okay. use that um i use offshore exchanges uh because i have an italian citizenship they're not open to american investors because there's a lot of regulation and red tape to giving just average retail investors access to these Potentially highly leveraged uh, futures exchanges because you can get up to 100x leverage on them. Yeah. Or 125x for uh, Binance, which is more recently launched futures products. But that means if you have $1 in the exchange, you can buy or short $100 worth of Bitcoin. Or if you have 1000 you could go short $100,000 worth of Bitcoin. Basically, like day
1: trading, swinging, swinging? Swing yeah, trading? swing trade,
0: day trade, swing um, trade day trade. I mean, that's the speculators. I don't yeah. do that. I essentially lend to the speculators. So if you short, uh, you can just take advantage of high interest in the Bitcoin space mm-hmm. by shorting the future and holding long the spot, the spot being the current price. So so what would be like an example of that? Just very s- practical. People think Bitcoin is going to go to the moon, well, right? Yeah. So in, like, for a June Bitcoin, it costs more than a Bitcoin now um at least at the moment in some Mm. rare instances that flips but now a june bitcoin is something like five percent more or six percent more than a current bitcoin at some points in time that spread widens um like a a few weeks ago it was at five percent per month basically if you broke it down Mm. and how how would you calculate that number you just like you just divide by um you know however many days until the contract uh expires and then when it expires it converts your contract bitcoin into a physical bitcoin basically Mm -hmm. um and on the day it expires it'll converge to the actual price of bitcoin that day the guaranteed because it's just um yeah for every buyer of the contract there's a seller so And,
1: and doing this how profitable like have you been like
0: yearly i guess say so this is far less profitable than like Going leverage long and being like, I think it's gonna go up ten percent tomorrow, and going like 10x long, and then you double your money that way if you're right. With this, you're making potentially up to five percent per month and it compounds. So you could make sixty, even up to a hundred percent a year. I know someone who's making almost a thousand percent a year Jesus with Christ. a computer model that just basically finds the most um you know widely uh wide gaps between the future price and the spot mm-hmm. price
1: and have, have you ever thought about making like a
0: course or like something trying to like explain people who are outside of country how to do this so you can't even really do this if you're in the u.s like i use a vpn that's yeah. how everyone here kind of does well it. like i mean like out, outside of this country like maybe you go to italy right and like that's where you can do it or no i mean at this point it's it's a pretty niche uh it's a very small amount of people area doing it. so and if, if more people do it then the returns will be smaller smaller so mm. it's like you know so it's something you it's don't a really want to share winner takes much. all kind of a, a thing right there's a all pie right. and the more people eat out of the pie then the uh, essentially the returns are available for
1: you're them. like kind of like uh playing with like margins i guess right kinda yeah like, but basically
0: yeah. the beauty of the strategy so you hold one bitcoin of spot long you short the june bitcoin it doesn't matter if, if bitcoin triples overnight or crashes to overnight the value of your portfolio stays constant you're just playing that slow spread that five percent a month yeah as it converges Um, so if it crashes typically it'll converge like when it crashes people get pessimistic so -hmm. if it really crashes hard sometimes the future price is less than the current price and that's when you cash out and switch and that's when I would do speculative longs and not even short anything expose myself so that if it crashes more i'll I'll lose some but almost every time that the future price has been below the spot price it's Mm -hmm. incredibly predictive of a like price increase
1: and how much does this take throughout your day
0: um because so like, it's i guess totally like, do, like
1: research like some numbers like do you do you spend like every day doing it or like once a week or like three times a week no or, like- so
0: i can set the 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 position so I, I short one june contract hold one bitcoin worth of spot long and then just i could forget it until you know june 26 basically and then you know check the market again and, and find out the next thing to do that 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 could be the way to do it um, but are
1: you like always reading stuff or like news or like, yes yeah, so I, I take like a that. little
0: more of an active approach because sometimes you you get a big price drop and it converges uh more than it should based on like if if it were just to like steadily linearly converge um so i can reallocate i can you know make small adjustments uh but yeah i don't i don't try to play huge swings and yeah i'm always just trying to get this interest and you know the interest rates are higher as there's more fomo and and everyone's kind of like oh it's it's going to go to the moon like i need a so i'm just lending to speculators yeah no i i get what you're doing, yeah. you're
1: doing. it's actually really really smart i think you're taking like advantage of the market and like i guess a great great way for
0: you though you know there's a saying like in the gold rush people who were looking for gold didn't get rich it was people who were selling the shovels yeah so what are the shovels now it's borrowed money it's like people trying to borrow money to speculate and they have their ego they're like you know i'm smart i know that it's it's going to go up tomorrow or it's going to go down yeah but statistically everyone's always wrong like it's it's a random walk like yeah you're like if, a cinch- if you're right a lot of the time you're just lucky you're just on the right end of the bell curve you know yeah probability
1: you're, you're like the middleman trying to like guess you like is this going to be worth more and then like they buy it off you right
0: i mean it's a totally kind of d de- centralized way to do it like you're not lending to anyone yeah you're not yeah it's just a a market for borrowed money yeah exactly um but yeah i'm just taking advantage of high speculative demand and earning way more than what you can get in like a cd or like you know which makes sense I i think
1: it's like i think it's just like a great um entrepreneurial like route that you're taking so it's like really cool because yo all right i want to get like away from this bitcoin i really want people to really know who Giacomo is because we did spend like 30 minutes talking about it and i hope y'all learned something about bitcoin because i'd be talking about it and i think you explained it really really well so you can like pause it and like rewind and listen to that but um yeah man yo, like how how do we meet like we met at work right yeah so i, I just started working bartender and then you you came in Actually, I think I trained you day one, right?
0: You did, yeah. So, <laughs> that's, that's... so essentially in college, I studied uh, finance uh, and accounting. And my long-term goal in life still is uh, eventually to open uh, a very cool hospitality venue. So like bar, lounge, and really manage the music. Because I think ultimately music is my main passion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Bitcoin is very cool. It's yeah. an amazing technology. I see potential. Um
1: but it's a good investment. But it's not, not like something you really, I guess, want to like...
0: Yeah, it's it's like a, a techno geek, uh, you know, fantasy land almost. And it's cool to follow it. And yeah, there's ways to make money out of it. But ultimately, I've always viewed myself... Um, like I, I kind of uh, admire the the CEO of Goldman Sachs now. He's uh, by day CEO of like Goldman Sachs, you know, huge investment bank, probably the most reputable bank still Especially in the trading space, yeah, um, commodities trading, and at night he's actually a DJ, uh, DJ D Sol. So his name is David Solomon, and he's he does parties like in the Hamptons. He actually got <laughs> in trouble this <laughs> summer for doing a party in the Hamptons with the chain smokers when you know they were supposed to be locked down and I everything. Think I heard of
1: that too, bro. I think I really yeah. heard of that. I, I think I think that that went like viral, right?
0: And I was surprised. How does the CEO of Goldman Sachs, you know, banks are typically very regulated. How yeah, like get away with that suit like, and tie and then like well like i mean yo listen hosting it, a super spreader event i mean you know i respect him for having this passion and djing and you know. when you
1: have over a billion dollars i've know this bro i I've, i think i haven't covered the story i have covered the story on on a lost episode but pretty much the district attorney even in new york city is in your pocket bro there's there's a story of a guy who literally rode around in like a a million-dollar car in Midtown Manhattan during COVID when there was curfew, crashed into five different cars, all completely caught on camera, so many witnesses, fled the scene, cops still caught him, people still recorded, recorded him inside the car, and he got the charges expunged. Dude's a billionaire. Yeah. Bro, look it up. It's a real story, bro. I swear to God. No, I believe that's, it. That's, I mean, but that's crazy, bro. They, they got you on camera, and he got off with um could not be proven without a reasonable doubt i'm like how he's on camera driving the car you see
0: him you see him well, get look out at the, car. the the bruce jenner thing too right like <laughs> you know similar similar situations like situation. fame and wealth can buy you know buy a out of trouble anything yeah man sometimes anything. not you know if you take it too far but
1: but i think i think y'all but listen i I, I totally divulge. but a fucking the dj thing is dope as hell right yeah you, you had to make money and then dj do like your creative thing on the side what made you want to start like djing or
0: like at what age were you like yo listen like i'm into music like so i remember in middle school i was really into piano but i hated classical piano i was more about composing and uh so i leaned to jazz uh like just creating things as opposed to like following the script Mm-hmm. um so i think that's, oh, that's right what, you, you what play piano it. you're good at jazz yeah um and then i got into i got a apple computer and they had GarageBand, and that was just an amazing tool to like explore like using a keyboard input to play like a whole orchestra worth of sounds and uh, i looked up to like john williams and um hans zimmer and these amazing like film score composers because like they just create such emotional soundtracks and, uh, you know, there's like the music theory side of it, which is, you know, it says like a chord progressions should be a specific way and like it has to be this way. Um, and then there's more modern style, which is like you can just make sounds and then if, you know, if they're not technically correct, they still can be elicit a certain emotion, you know, it doesn't have to be like by the book. Um, so I just took from there to, yeah, like sampling
1: and, and now and now now you're now you're now you're djing and um yeah so in like so i'm you know
0: places i've been you know events with, with the pandemic and stuff i've been more producing um so working on my own actual tracks and remixes so that i think the summer is going to be you know the grand reopening summer like you know like post-war kind of vibes hopefully yeah. and yeah I'm, I'm just readying myself to you know be at the forefront help Organized DJs, DJ myself. Fact, um, I, I got some
1: tunes right here that you, that you, uh, oh, see me, I can play them?
0: Yeah, so this but, is a little thing I, I threw together today. It's just a mashup, um, but, uh, yeah, I just, I, I started tunes. it a couple hours ago. It's very trap. Trappy? I can feel it. I can feel it in like a club party place. Oh, I see I see what you yeah, yeah, yeah. It's for when you're like hammered, you know, and, and it just like breaks down nicely. Yeah, because my, my cousin Christian, he was he was listening to this and he
1: was like, yo, I'm so down, I'm so with this, this is dope. Blah blah blah. So I'm like, yo, listen, like I, I I'm so into music. I like I like bringing on artists. I think I like just bringing on people that are just completely creative. But also, yo, how are how are how are the shorties bro in this space, bro?
0: I, I think I heard he was dating models too, or something, right? Not dating, but uh, <laughs> but no, yeah, it, it's like You're when you. I am single. <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> for the
1: ladies, for the listening. But uh,
0: yeah, no, I was I was in a relationship. Uh, a girl moved to Norway, and then she. We were gonna like I was gonna move there and stuff we're gonna marry her uh maybe and then Dang. and then uh and then so she was there? like uh she was like you know this isn't really like i don't know I, I don't know how long this lockdown's gonna last uh whatever so so i got long distance dumped <laughs> and uh but oh. no it was it was actually like a good creative fuel you know because mm-hmm. like like taylor swift says breakups are you know bad for the heart but great for music i like how you so, uh, literally just dropped the taylor swift line. i mean you know gotta respect her she, you know you say what you want but she's uh she's big you know no she's huge uh, she's, she's talented was...
1: as fuck kanye don't think so but you know well you
0: know at the end of the day i think they're they're allies more than enemies you know they do the whole beefs for the you know for, for the, the followers. media it's like what trump does you know he took the playbook to the presidency like Facts. just be controversial and uh
1: bro listen i'm i'm with the shits i like internet beef i think it's funny i think it yeah, creates it's, entertainment yes, it's hilarious I, I when it gets to family i think is like going too far but i think i like sure. the boxing in it i like the real fighting i like these youtubers fighting each other uh it, it's not an easy sport it's hard but i think it's just entertaining I, th- I love the conor mcgregor's of the world and all that shit
0: yeah you're an entertainer at the end of the day i mean exactly. with him i guess you're you're an athlete but like still it's 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 embellished and, and
1: then you got like biggies and like tupac's and like jay-z's and like nah it's, like just a
0: bunch of shit bro it's yeah. like
1: it's just fire bro eminem mgk <laughs> drakes no, there's,
0: <laughs> there's so much that's the thing it's like endless like it's, that's what yeah. i love about music and then it's all like connected to each other like rock comes from mm-hmm. you know certain strings of music that were influenced by other genres and then you get blues and jazz and everything kind of weaves and you know it's just a whole mm-hmm. story and uh, so
1: like after all right so a- after you left in accent when'd you meet this girl the girl from norway
0: oh that was a that was a pandemic relationship actually uh, oh you mean you met her met throughout the pandemic in march of last year it was like a year ago but you met her here yes and then she had to go back she was on a visa work visa and uh she switched jobs uh in february so she moved back in february.
1: oh that's crazy because I, I met my girl during the pandemic too and literally it was just I didn't see her i just i just slide in through instagram bro i just slide in through the dms like just it's my biggest thing bro i just i just go through like any girl that i see i spend two minutes looking at her profile i'm like all right
0: like three pics see i've heard of that working i've never that. seen it like so i'm I'm. that's that's cool to see that it actually like i mean if anything it's it's it, i if you're using dating apps you know it's like the same if anything it's more personal in a way than a dating app i mean it's like it's Instagram. You have the whole Instagram, so. Yeah.
1: It, well, Insta- yeah, Instagram is, like, I, I, so, like, I guess, like, with, with, like, women, it's, like, you really, they really need to get to know you before, you know, they even talk to you, right? Because they got a million guys going through their Instagrams, like, hey, 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 right? So, you need to find, like, a way to stand out. And the way I did that was literally, I would just look at the profile. I don't spend too much time looking at profiles. Like, again, I'm, I'm just trying to slide in as many DMs as I can. And whoever responds back, responds back. Because, yo, listen, they could be having an ex, you know, fucking in the side. They could just be bored trying to fuck with me, you know what I'm saying, talk to me, blah, 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 and then just waste my time. And my time is very really valuable. So that's why, yo, I, I, you know, like I had a thing of like having just a girl on rotation, right, have one girl here. Because, yo, I feel like I, I've had that done to me too. Right, like yo, like other girls have you on rotation, like yo, yeah, yeah, I'll talk to you every other Tuesday or some shit, like yo, fuck out of here, bro.
0: (laughs) You know, (laughs) you're the uh, Tuesday guy.
1: (laughs) Exactly, but but you know, with with the girl I'm with now, like it wasn't like that. Like I couldn't talk to her, right? I mean, I could talk to her, but I couldn't physically see her, so it kind of created like this this distance, but also this connection through where like we would text a lot, and it wasn't really going anywhere. And then I'd be like, you know what? Like, let me call you. Like, let me talk to you, right? Like, I, w- I want to hear your voice, right? Maybe she'll get more comfortable like that and like open up to me more, right? And and that's what I like to do because I don't want to meet up with a girl that I haven't spoken to or FaceTime and that I don't have real connection with because I know it's it's pretty much like a 50-50, right? Either you feel each other or she's just still hung up on her ex or, you know, you go out right. with all these like
0: just other I mean, there's girls. there's a lot from body language in person too that you exactly. can't get with like Zoom, exactly uh, at least you get something there and then exactly but, you, yeah. you, but body language is huge it's
1: like, huge it's huge and and for me it was like more about like all right cool like you know let me car she felt uncomfortable calling so i was like you know what i'm gonna send her voice notes and i'm gonna see when she gets comfortable to send those voice notes and then she sure enough she did and then we got into the whole calling thing and you know she picked up the phone then Facetime. And I went over and smashed. Like when I when I when I talked to her out of the whole COVID show, I'm like, "Yo, this is a scam. This ain't working right now." And I, I yo, and, and fair enough. I met her on 420, hey. so we're almost
0: coming up on a year now. We're, yeah, we're coming crazy, up yeah. on uh, an important anniversary.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, man. But no, no, she's she's a really cool person. So she's a dope person, and I think that social media, if anything, for the most part, people like just quick to hook up with like tinder and stuff sure. it really actually helped us create more of like an emotional connection but also with me it was like dude like i wasn't gonna get anywhere by just like in my opinion i'm not good at like just going out and like just talking to girls like just
0: randomly unless it was like a friend of a friend i feel like i'd come off as a creep or or unless you've had like two long island iced teas that's that, yeah that's usually my strategy just get beyond plastered and then i somehow have the confidence you know, have
1: the you yeah, have the confidence to go up and talk yeah. to them but if not for me it's like yo i have a i have a nice enough in social uh instagram right where i like i display myself um and again not like all you got, model you got picks, an OnlyFans. But, yeah. no i don't have an only fans <laughs> i ah shit i i'm not my only fans that is the future and it's not i don't even look bad on it i actually want to bring on somebody with only fans i talked to my girl about her creating an only fans but you know, the more you get into, like, the whole OnlyFans thing, it's really, like, when you get just in the whole influencer and creator space, like, you need to keep creating new content, right? And and then you see the comments, and then that can kind of motivate you or demotivate you. And at the end of the day, you're not really supposed to give a fuck. You're only supposed to give a fuck the content. But, like, when you're creating, like, new lewd content just for money and not really for yourself, then it, it does kind of, it does something to your psyche. It does something to your mentality, that's not good long term. Yeah. Unless you enjoy doing it, like if you really truly enjoy doing it, like all out to you, like I completely respect. Yeah, like that.
0: I watched an interview with. Uh, are you familiar with Sasha Grey? Is she, she a porn star? star? She's a porn star. Definitely seen her. Um, she, she <laughs> was in. She's done like normal, like non-porn. Uh, hold, on, hold on, let me let me let me TV look it Um But it was funny. She was saying at one point she had the conversation with her dad that she was passionate about pornography and wanted to get into the porn industry and like, okay, imagine like having that kind of a conversation with a parent. That's like the most awkward thing I can imagine. But she was like, her dad was weirdly supportive in that he was like, all right, like, you know, maybe I'm not happy about this, but if you're going to do it, you better do it a (laughs) hundred percent. And she did like, you know, and, uh, and then she got into like, uh, you know, beyond porn into more mainstream acting and, she's respected i think
1: yeah i mean and that's what i'm seeing a lot with the, even lana roads you know lana roads rings a bell damn bro you know you, okay well, once, once i put once i pull her up you have to know lana roads i always talk about lana roads only because like she's become more of like a youtube influencer and a podcaster too and my girl will be watching her stuff and she's not really into the whole like idea of porn she don't even watch porn but like she yeah. does like like her instagram like the way she carries herself and like they're people too right and they are kind of doing it for a hustle and this girl right here blue-eyed chick you That's probably like noticed her, her yeah. notice her by the tattoo from like snapchat or something uh i mean she, she's a big porn star like i'm oh, okay. everything she's like fucking huge i don't know yeah.
0: i don't know how you missed her but i've been yeah i, I seems familiar he's, he's, he's <laughs> taking a
1: cleanse off porn guys <laughs> No, but, um, yeah, I mean, like, like she's one of those people. So, she dated, like, a, uh, another celebrity on this show called Impulsive, one of the biggest podcasts in the world right now. Um, Logan Paul, I don't know if you know him. Yes. Yeah, big YouTuber. So, one of his co-hosts dated Lana Rhodes. And then, you know, she got more, I guess, like, I feel humanized and, like, you know, more respected by, like, really um, talking more about her experiences in porn. Because she only was in the industry for, like, four years, right? And then obviously she's on her OnlyFans and she takes all these pictures, but she makes stupid amount of money. Yeah. So much money where I'm like, how could you not do that? Right. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. like I, I would fucking do it. If I it think, pay yeah. That I think much. if you're
0: passionate about it, you know, you you like the exhibitionist aspect. You know, you like to show yourself either just naked or like having sex with someone like go for it. Uh, and
1: also the looks aren't going to last forever, too.
0: Yeah. So, so it's uh, like you, know, you, might, you kind of might you're as well. Young and then, you know. Maybe you'll become the CEO of a bank slash porn star one day. You know that could it's be a true. cool uh, combo. True. even
1: even like Mia Khalifa. You know Mia
0: Khalifa. Yeah, she's I she's done right. more like yeah like normal. Yeah, she she does more like talk stuff. show
1: yeah. talk shows. You should get
0: her on the podcast. That'd be kind of cool.
1: I wish I could get on a. Pod- she just went on another podcast called Call Her Daddy. Listen, I'm I, I'm trying to get like strippers. I'm trying to get OnlyFans. I'm trying to get anybody that does anything that really grinds at it and truly cares about it and is cool enough to speak about it openly you know what i'm saying because passion
0: passion is passion
1: passion is passion for the people that are watching this i really want them to like you know when you when you turn 18 you're really of that i don't fucking know what i'm gonna do with my life until you start opening your eyes and start seeing other people do things like you know maybe i can see myself doing that and you try it and it don't work and that's completely fine then you try something else right So essentially, when you watch the podcast, I want you to feel like, all right, cool. There's a bunch of different people this motherfucker interviewed, and if I want to learn about one career, then let me just watch this interview. And I'm saying, maybe I could connect with this person. Maybe this person made me like it, or maybe not. You know. So it's like educational to a certain extent. No,
0: but like even speaking of like what you can do to earn a living, you know, it's not careers and structured like it used to be. Like, like someone like Action Bronson, for example, who was like chef turned rapper turned like i think has one of the best shows on television with uh fuck that's delicious on-
1: fuck that's delicious on hulu right yeah amazing show like big big beefy dude over 300 pounds i think he was and yeah, he just Albanian lost guy all that from, weight from
0: queens uh, I mean, i'm gonna throw up action bronson bro how can i not throw up action bronson yo. Yeah. but yeah i remember getting show to anyone who likes food music or cannabis uh or all three um and for real, no funny shit, like, if you're ever high and
1: you want to watch a music video, watch Action Bronson's music video, bro. That shit is trippy.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, he knows, uh, he knows what he's doing. But... Uh, I, I love that dude. Fucking but yeah, he, he's like Anthony Bourdain meets, like... Rap. Yeah, like 50 Cent or something. I don't know. It's just... Yeah. it's It's totally innovative, but it works, and it's... Yeah, it's it just works. amazing, entertainment.
1: and and again, like he's yeah, like you said, he's he is like Anthony Bourdain to a certain extent. He, I think, he tried a lot of foods out here in our, in our neighborhood of Queens. Yo, I wish I could bring Action Bronson on, bro. That yeah. would be so dope, dude. I so uh, dope.
0: yeah, I mean, I would. I I'm talking to some people about you know eventually in the summer doing an event where we might try to get Action Bronson because like the Albanian community is very tight, and uh, I know a couple of Albanians, so hey bro hey bro look out out for that (laughs) yo listen bro i got i got four mics
1: bro you know you could bring on anybody you want to talk on about anything on this show i don't really care you know what i'm saying um but yeah i I just i just really do enjoy talking to people yeah all right we're coming up on 52 minutes i don't know anything you want to talk about anything you
0: want to say there's there's so much Uh, (laughs) um what's your view on when, like, clubs, clubs reopen in New York.
1: Clubs, clubs, so me and my girl had this conversation like the other day. At least day. 2 a.m., let's say. At
0: 2 a.m.? Like, until 2 a.m. Like, do I, 3 I 3
1: think, think they're going to open up, or would I go to one? When do you think?
0: I think... you will let a club, like, a place with bottle service open until 2 a.m.
1: So, knowing New York, all right, if, listen, if you're asking me that question, I'm thinking about it right now. Knowing New York, people will really like I said, they really do move on from things very, very quickly, right? This, now, this is a pandemic, right? You know, this is the whole the whole government's getting involved and, like, shutting shit down. And from what I understand, the vaccines, we've already got 90% of people on vaccines, right? And I think they're going to take the second round, too, and we're coming out with even better vaccines. And also, we're pumping a lot of money to the economy. We need to get all these restaurants up and running ASAP. So I would definitely say I would agree with you that by the summer, definitely 2 a.m like dj at least by july bro like i i do see it happening because again new york is a grinding state out of all the states like we wake well, yeah, up and they we have grind. a
0: huge budget deficit now with you know all this money they've had to spend you know like every state with Sorry. the pandemic so you know like with the weed thing i mm-hmm. think that was a big uh
1: oh yeah the, we- thing. <sighs> the weed got legalized bro yeah. yes did you did you read yesterday. some of the specifics that's um, gonna play so a role i heard in i my- heard that in, indoor you can grow like three ounces i think like that you can grow up to six plants up to six, six plants so not like three ounces
0: or uh, more than or is that that's is that more than three ounces so three ounces? i've uh i've grown before and i had one plant that yielded one pound almost wow
1: really so with six plants if
0: you're is that like usually grower, like
1: platinums or like what is it like what kind of oh um, you species? know you're
0: you know oh that's the yeah, the delicious. lights <laughs> those are the lights <laughs> uh no that was girl scout cookies girl scout cookies Oh, um, wow! and then i had a white widow um widow widow's dope too but six plants is a lot like <laughs> six no six plants it's, is a lot man you could have you know i mean a pound for a plant you need a really like big mm-hmm. operation but you could easily get three pounds from six plants and and they got they got this
1: machine um you ever heard of the cito Cedo, so Cedo is basically like this little mini fridge that you can buy. I think it's priced out of oh like yeah 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 under see, like a thousand
0: dollars. Stems from when it had to be discreet. If you can actually do it legally, you don't need the whole discreet setup. I mean, yes, you well, need I, you need the, the the dark so it can like you know yeah have it totally blackout when it needs to be blackout. So you well, need some sort of a tarp or tent, but essentially, it I have think to be discreet anymore.
1: I think this is more for like the uh, people like me that are like really lazy to learn a lot a lot about like growing stuff, and it's it's very simple. You, it's just a machine. You hook it up. It's like a little mini fridge. I guess you put your seed in there. You you plant it with the soil and all that shit, and then you just water it. And then you just lock it up, and it ha- it has monitors, it has cameras everywhere. Um, and you can literally um, like look at it on your phone like as it's growing could even oh, time lapse like, like, yeah, like. like very
0: like appified yeah it's
1: like very appified i think it's under a thousand dollars and you can literally just hook it up and i think it's it's also trying to conserve energy at the same time doesn't it use as much energy as as it needs to um and you can literally just hook it up at, hook it up by your crib you kind of forget about it and then you just have weed which to me is like that's it's very, very it's convenient. a very
0: cool concept i doubt that it's as smooth as they make it seem, like mm-hmm. with things like that, especially when it involves live things like plants. Yeah. I think it's usually better if you just do research yourself. Um, you know, I just use the website growweedeasy.com. Amazing website. Tells you everything you need to know, mm-hmm. start to finish. Uh, just do the research and then just, you know, do it yourself. You'll save money on like all the like bells and whistles. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's called weed for a reason. It's not that hard to grow. Like, it's pretty forgiving once you give yeah. it the right blend of nutrients and stuff i i think the real thing
1: is that right now especially in new york we have so many people that are so into exotics right they they want that cali weed they don't want like you know regular stuff they want that jungle boys that runs that zaza but if you, you grow it
0: yourself and you control everything it'll be you think shelf. so? It'll be yeah. Like when I grew, like it, it came out very well. Like mm-hmm. everyone was like, "Yo, this is amazing. Where'd you get this?" And I was like, "I just grew. it. I used like organic fertilizer and stuff." And yeah, I've you know, i I've, you can, I've you seen can give it love, and you'll get. I've seen some of the stuff. It's absolutely amazing.
1: But like when I see this, um, this like dispensary stuff, it is way stronger, bro. Like way stronger than it needs to be. Yeah, and a lot there of people they have food. like scientists and stuff. Yeah, you know. Well, how do you think the taxation is going to affect? like the weed do you think do you think a lot of people are gonna stop going to their weed dealers and actually just start going to dispensaries
0: i think it'll have a big impact on the delivery services because those are overpriced so Mm -hmm. there's all these delivery services you just text a number they deliver it usually it's like 50 60 dollars for usually less than an eighth it's like three grams Mm -hmm. um so that market will be hit if you can just go to your dispensary and pick up you know at any time yeah then that's actually faster than waiting like two to four hours for a delivery guy to come. Uh, It makes sense. I feel feel like... It'll be more... Sorry, go on. Yeah, no, sorry.
1: I I feel like um, people are going to go to the dispensaries and they're going to be like, holy shit, this weed is a lot of fucking money. Is it really worth it? Either I need to cut back on my weed or or I'm just going to keep smoking it and spend that premium or I'm just going to go back to my to my other guy until things get cheap and also i've seen in new jersey right they they legalized this like last year right yeah and i've seen pretty much every district in new jersey only has one facility open right now and i'm sure they got more facilities opening but just one in like the span of like maybe six eight months or something it it seems like it's happening a little slow maybe in jersey at least
0: yeah well new york it's surprising that it, it's taken this long to legalize it let alone like i was wow. thinking
1: the next two years honestly like, i mean I, I was thinking the next two years but i do kind of maybe want to look into like owning a dispensary i did look into like how much a, a license for it costs which is two hundred thousand dollars to get the license well, I, and, and a ten thousand dollar application liquor fee. licenses
0: are you know not that much it depends but mm-hmm. you know tens of thousands of dollars and weed is a more innovative product like so i was looking into the regulation and so there's the grow plants at home and then there's, you can have, uh, it's it's structured for these cannabis only lounges. So initially they said no alcohol, which I was like, okay, that kind of sucks. Like why not both? But it could be cool if you have a club because it's a literally club like environment without alcohol, but with booze. So you just have like a weed menu. I mean, I don't know how they're going to make that much money just with weed. Like, You can only get so high at a club before you're just like yeah. passed out. Yeah, that's uh, true. So maybe it'll be more like a hookah lounge kind I f- of a concert.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I feel like it needs to be a real like chilled back. I don't think hookah and weed really mix together. But um like I wish they could do like a nice little like weed over in, in a
0: hookah in the side. What? You've never put a blunt in the side of a hookah? Hell, no, bro. <sighs>
1: hell no it's, it, it's I, the, the thing
0: with me is is the the hookah
1: makes me a little lightheaded especially yeah. when i don't eat food and then smoking the weed will make me super paranoid and lightheaded and i'm like that's not a great combination but it's, like that's no,
0: for sure intense yeah
1: like playing a little poker smoking a little weed drinking a little whiskey you know what i'm saying like that's yeah. where i see a lot of at least big industry big like uh you know let, let's be honest just just big like um bankers you know what i'm saying like people with money in their pockets trying to go to midtown manhattan and find that spot that they can sit here and just chill back relax kind of like a cigar lounge yeah. or like a weed lounge instead.
0: so the the cool thing about weed is due to the molecular structure like i don't really know the science behind it um but something about tobacco smoke and the molecules that make it up it's a lot stickier that's why like if you smoke cigarettes indoors like eventually like that shit will never leave like you'll have to tear down the building like that's going to stay in the walls and the clothes Mm -hmm. weed does not do that like weed even if you hot box a room for like hours uh you just open the windows and eventually like it doesn't stay in the walls yeah so that eventually if they're smart regulation wise could be it could be easier to smoke weed indoors i think than cigarettes and that would be actually like cool because then you could get the return of like oh, indoor wow. smoking that makes a lot more sense uh, i mean i don't know if they would ever do that they don't even allow vaping indoors
1: so well, they they love, they have cigar lounges in, in midtown sure you yeah smoke.
0: so i don't i think that so, yeah i mean if they're yeah. so thinking of cannabis lounges like why not like it doesn't Cannabis it doesn't stick like, yeah and I and i think they actually structured the regulation to specifically say cannabis lounge mm-hmm. so it might be like cigar lounges
1: or maybe what we could do is may- maybe we can set up like an area that's like an event place theme and then we have a dispensary that's already licensed in the venue that way it attracts more people and then you get more people in and then they're partying and shit and they get that zaza i don't know like legally legally though i think no yeah
0: right uh i mean it seems like they've segregated for whatever reason for now the like weed and alcohol they don't want to combine them Mm, so i was thinking okay get two venues right next to each other one is a bar the one next to it is a weed lounge and you have the dj running the same music through both places so you're essentially you know you could do both and kind of hop back and And, forth. And you keep
1: you keep like a wall between it and then you have a door it's a
0: separate business
1: that would be dope like like you ever been to please don't tell yes right and you know so you know how they have the hot dog stand and then they have a whole wall they have a phone booth
0: you you, see that's an og speakeasy Yeah.
1: yeah But like, I mean, that, that's legit. That's like completely legal. And then they have a whole bar when you open that booth and you're like, Oh shit. Like this is a completely hidden bar inside. I think that would be dope for like a club event thing, right? Yeah. Where you have like the dispensary and you open the door. Oh shit. It's a club event. There's no weed there. It's just a club event, but you're literally walking through the dispensary to get there. And obviously every dispensary that I've ever been to has a lot of cameras, you know, you you have you have to go into one room there's get checked security in. Security ID, create, you yeah, because like, people were literally come in guns blazing, straight up shooting, trying to. Uh, it's I crazy. In York, it's crazy New York, like
0: New York is pretty good with like gun regulation, so. I mean, <sighs>
1: I want to say yes, but I, I also maybe not Manhattan. Like, the cops <laughs> don't do shit, bro. Like I mean, and how can they? There's only thirty six thousand cops in but a place where there's a, eight million people. Uh,
0: uh, dispensary that's gonna be making it like millions of dollars Madden? a year then eventually i think it's money that they're protecting right so like yeah if, oh, it's, if it's revenue they're going to protect like yeah. it's it's a capital but, but
1: not for mom and pop shops just, just for
0: like, like big corporate, corporate places, places that are already but i think happening. initially the only people that can afford these weed licenses are going to be more corporate more corporate so, things yeah so in that sense it'll work out
1: unless we get four people with some money to
0: do it bro k each. Put i mean yeah that, that'll be part of my lounge concept for sure like you know work
1: that work that pitch in bro i'm, I'm i'll definitely be an investor like why shit, not like
0: weed is arguably healthier than alcohol like you know it,
1: i have been a huge proponent of weed since joe rogan spoke about it in 2010 or some shit when i was like in eighth grade and i saw
0: a documentary on it i was like yo i mean i, I agree that there's you know you should have an age like you shouldn't smoke weed when you're developing mm-hmm. but well, no I, I wasn't smoking no, i was yeah, just doing, yeah, I was doing I mean,
1: research like I, I just saw a documentary <laughs> you weren't doing on netflix
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no I, I, I don't smoke in eighth grade
1: but uh I really, not, I really wasn't smoking eighth grade a while like there was a documentary on netflix because i just always had this stigma about it right? right right and then that documentary really made me think okay cool so i'm just being lied to by a lot of people a lot of people just have this idea that it's bad but you know you don't really know you never tried it you know i am saying my right. parents grew up with like oh like this is bad for you don't do it but why and that documentary
0: opened my eyes yeah and there's some groups like if you're prone to certain mental illnesses or i think psychosis it can Uh, uh, accelerate the onset of schizophrenia Schizophrenia. or psychosis so like if you're already going to be schizophrenic it'll accelerate the onset Mm -hmm. but you know yeah so like it's not for everyone you know yeah
1: be careful obviously do your research regulate it anything we say here is for entertainment purposes only all right Everything we no, said. No, no official yeah, financial not, advice here. We're no not financial advisors. advisors. Not financial Always advisors. alright <laughs> you All right, y'all. I think this has been a dope podcast. Bro, yeah. thank you for coming on. Yeah, we'll, we'll do crazy. it again
0: next time with uh, Action Bronson. And yeah, man, and Action uh, Bronson, time.
1: Taylor Swift too.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it'll be like like that Kanye video where they're all like in bed together. Did you see that one? <laughs> all right, guys, y'all. Peace out. Boom.